Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the BMW Block Podcast. This is episode 55, and today uh, Horatio is joining me to talk about... We have actually a lot of cool top- topics to talk about. Um, Horatio was recently in Monterey for the Monterey Car Week. Uh, he drove the Alpina B8 Grand Coupe, and we both drove the BMW M5 CS. So some really cool stuff to talk about today. So what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Nico? Thanks for having me. appreciate it. As you said, yeah, it's been a it's been a few great days. I'm just happy that the event came. Took in a a year off last year, right? And uh, was a little bit different than what I'm used to, but it's still such a great event. It's probably one of my favorite events of the year. Um, fantastic place where you can see some of the craziest cars possible, and probably the most amount of supercars in one place that you can ever dream of. So, um, absolutely spectacular. Yeah. If you're listening to this or watching this um i certainly encourage you to um uh, to go to monterey car week if you ever have the chance but before i jump in um i'm going to be talking about monterey car week a little bit today i also had a chance to drive the ba grand coupe so i'm going to tell you a little bit more about that and i also finished my trip with the m5 cs and nick also drove the m5 so we have a few things to really talk about and then at the end um, just stick around on I'll make sure to share some some things coming up, some new models being revealed. So um, if you're watching this, also do not forget to subscribe to our channel. There are always uh, really cool videos going on, on our YouTube first before they even hit a website or the social media. So I'll just go YouTube, search for BMW blog, and please subscribe. And with that shameless blog, let me dive right <laughs> in. I don't want to waste any more time. Uh, Monterey Car Week. So picked up a car at San Francisco, an Alpina BA Grand Coupe. Uh, headed over to Monterey. The idea was to uh, test the Alpina B8 and some other product, but also attend some of the events there. So let's start with the drive for the Alpina B8 Grand Coupe. So based on the, on the A-Series, and uh, it gets the Alpina treatment, as you'd expect. So inside, fully refinished with the Alpina leather quality, so the Lavalina leather, I believe that's the name. It also has plenty of Alcantara and suede, and that's buttery smooth Alcantara that you know Alpina and got us used to. So the moment that you step in, you will realize that this is a special car. It's not your regular race series. The steering wheel is so soft to touch. It also has the shift panels, which are the Alpina ones. So that's always a nice touch. The center console with the 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 iDrive dial. It's also um, engraved with the uh, Alpina. With the Alpina logo on it. There also there is a, lots of lots of things. Uh, you can still customize the car. I believe the configure has quite a few options for the for the Alpina car. So if you're not happy with uh, the ones that that I had, um, you can see that in the video and also in, in our photos. There are options that you can play with. So with that being said, on the outside, clearly a stunning car, and that was. Um, immediately noticeable by me, especially since I had people uh, walking up to the car and asking me questions about the car. And they knew the Alpina B8 was going to be unveiled or it was unveiled, they just haven't seen one on, on the road. And I think the press fleet only has two for BMW. I'm not sure if any customers actually took possession of the car. So it's quite unique, especially Monterey Car Week and Pebble Beach, where you have all these supercars and very expensive cars, millions of dollars worth. Um, this was unique, right? There wasn't any anyone like this one out there. Actually, there was an Alpina Blue, part of our group, but <laughs> that's about it. So 
granted, I felt a little bit special, you know, driving this yeah. one, and that was a nice touch by uh, by the BMW and Alpina guys. Yeah, on sure. the outside, we know is the color choice that I had, and I'm happy that I had that one because I do like it a little bit more than the Alpina blue, just because of the paint and the reflection on it, and you know, the little sparkles that come out when there is light. So, um, so just just a cool car overall. On the outside, yeah. you'll notice that it's it's an Alpina also based on the body kit, so the front end will always have that Alpina bumper that's been slightly redesigned. You're also going to get the Alpina wheels, so that's another uh, you know, dead giveaway uh, if you're looking from far away. The back, I think it features the uh, quad oval pipes, another Alpina signature. So, um, again, even if you might not know exactly that uh, what kind of model it is, you will know that it's an Alpina car. So those from a design standpoint, but um, you are interested more in the um, driving experience. So um, let me uh, let, let me start with that. I feel like Alpina has always been uh, uh, putting their, their models in between the BMW production series cars and then the M product. So in this case, I think it fits somewhere in between the M850i and the M8 Grand Coupe. And um, it takes some of the shortcomings of the of the A50 M850i Grand Coupe, which were maybe a little bit on the suspension side, maybe a little bit on the power delivery. So this one fixes that, but at the same time, it's not going to be your full-blown M8. So it will be a little bit more balanced when it comes to the driving experience in either mode, either comfort or sport. It's not going to be as aggressive as the as the M8 if you go to the full. You know sport mode so you're always going to get right. more uh track capabilities and track abilities from an m product and from the m8 that from an alpina so um that being said i mean i drove the car through some of the back roads there also from san francisco down to monterey there are some um some curvy roads where you can push the car a little bit didn't go too crazy and there was traffic and some other things going on but Clearly, when you floor the car, you will feel that this is a pretty heavy car. Yeah. It's very cool. So um, if you're trying to be extremely sporty with it, you, you will notice that immediately. But at the same time, I honestly just truly enjoyed a, a calm and serene drive behind the wheel. Just enjoying the Alpina, you know, uh, feel, kind of put it that way. So it's it's a refined Grand Tour. It's a car that you want to take your family with you or your friends. You want to go on a road trip or you want to go to a winery or you want to go to a nice dinner. Basically, you're riding style. I would say that's the that's probably the right word. So you're never going to go sure, too yeah. crazy on the on the gas pedal. I also feel like the interior has been it's it's a little bit quieter than I remember on the A series. So I don't know if there is a, any additional. Um, panels or glass acoustics that, that handle that i'm honestly not sure yeah but, or maybe just or maybe there's just not enough uh you know fake noise being pumped in, into the cabin <laughs> because the i couldn't really hear the engine much honestly so well, it was it was kind of nice in a way to um just enjoy and listen to music for a change but, yeah um, overall it is a gt car you know yeah, it is a GT car, and I'm gonna say more about the car in the in the drive review. So that's gonna be coming up soon, and you can read more on every little detail. So I'm gonna to touch on the steering wheel, and the suspension, and everything else basically. But I feel like if you're asking me if I should buy the Alpina B8 Grand Coupe or the M850i or the M8, 
I feel like this is not such an easy question to answer because if you're an Alpina fan or an Alpina owner, um, you love the brand for certain things. And that's exactly why you would want to buy this car, not for any other reason. And um, yeah. you're not going to be looking for super high performances and the M8 yet. The performance is pretty close, so you can't really deny that. But I feel like Alpina has their own customer base, which is loyal to the brand. And uh, they tend to, to buy a lot of their product, their new products, or their recurring customers, really. And I know a few owners that had, you know, three, four, actually three generations, B7s, and um, they just keep re-upping really just getting the new one yeah. and every time that i that i talked to to that person I always said it he's always loved alpinas always found them very very special just like rosewich customers found their car special and that's the reason why he's buying every single new one that comes out so they know what they're getting from the brand and even though they're quite expensive if you have the money it's uh, it's honestly a no-brainer in that class yeah for sure i mean to me it's the I mean, you, like you said, it's not such an easy choice, and I'm sure for most BMW fans, it isn't an easy choice. But I am an unashamed Alpina fan, and yeah. it would be Alpina all day for me. Uh, it's like the the B7 proved that to me. Like I remember driving, B7. I've driven almost every version of the seven series, except for the M760. I just never got around to driving that. But I mean, stepping into the Alpina V7, I was like, yep, this is the one that I actually. Like I was never really loved the G eleven seven series, and then yeah. the Alpina B seven. Like I was like, oh, this is this is it. This is the best one. So and how about I'm the XB seven? The same. What's that? You drove the X. You also drove the XB seven, which I haven't. Yes, I drove the XB seven as well. Quite a lot, actually. I drove that on track. Yeah. I drove it on the road next to the track, and then I had it for a week. Um, and that's a really really cool car. Um, and I actually already love the regular X seven. So the XB7 yeah. is just like another level um, mm -hmm. because it's kind of stupid in how ridiculously fast and capable it is. Like no yeah. thing that's that big should be so capable, but it is. And I, I have yeah. a feeling, you know, with my love for those two cars, I would love the B8 because it just, you know, has the same Alpina recipe. Uh, they're, a little, they're a secret sauce, but in a much better looking package. Yeah, I mean, if you look at all, if you look at the spec sheet and all the time the press release, they probably don't talk about all the changes that happen. But I do know wow. that the cars, yeah. you know, they they take the cars from the from the series production line at BMW and then they just bring them to their own factory, and that's when they start mm -hmm. doing some additional work on it. So uh, I mean, I'm the sure there are a lot of it's a huge it's a huge difference actually. I mean, there are new new pistons, new yep. intercoolers, new turbochargers. It's it's a hugely comprehensive engine upgrade it's not like they just you know put a ecu right. map on it and call it a day it's a it's yeah. a really it's a big change yeah yeah i mean definitely they're very strong on the engineering side so they take pride in um, you know modifying those engines and sometimes they're even able to get more power out of v8s than bmw would out of, out of a v12 for uh, for example yeah and throughout so, history i think that has been true sometimes yeah yeah so they can never really push the envelope so you will notice that the engine it's I mean, honestly, to to really tell the difference, you'll you'll have to drive them back to back. So I mean, there's been quite a while since I I drove the M8, so I can't really speak Same. to that immediately. I'll, I will have to think a little bit more about that. But um, I think the power delivery is a little bit different. Um, Usually, like the over 
yeah, that's kind of that's kind of one thing that that stands out. Uh, the steering can tell maybe maybe a little bit more direct, but then again, I would really have to go back to back, maybe push them both a little bit more kind of see so there is uh but there's only so much that you can do on that eps anyway steering so it's not like there's going to be any, any extreme magic happening and i don't think right. the alpina customers are looking for that super stiff no. steering or that super direct and lots of feedback from the road i think they're more on the like you said the grand tour side where they just want a comfortable car a good looking car that's about it. They're not looking to race that car or do anything like that. So you, we wouldn't be fair to really judge them on, on, on things like that. I think the suspension is one thing that I did notice that it's smoother over surfaces. So I feel like um, they've, they've done, yeah, they've done some, they've done some work there, especially if it's an imperfect road. Uh, it will smooth them out than yeah. an A series, but. That's the one thing, but it, overall, if I were to buy one, I would buy for the quality of the materials, the branding and all of that, and just to have something special, like a special car. Yeah, no, for sure. It is special. And to be honest, as amazing as all those Ferraris you saw in Monterey, you probably had one of the yeah. rarest cars there in the BA. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I mean, I what, the allocation for the US is tiny. You know, there are probably way more Ferrari. I don't even keep up with their models anymore, but whatever the newest ferraris are probably way more of those than any uh yeah i mean uh, i saw uh, so so ferrari had a huge display in several places of the new monza monza yeah monza so there were there were quite a few of them actually there were about 15 or 20 lined up at some point i might have a photo actually that i need to upload but they were like super super cool colors and and very very different as far as the 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 interior and it was just cool to see them in a single place. I mean, they had some other yeah. new ones as well. Um, so their, their display there, you know, the Ferrari display was quite impressive actually. But yeah, that's the place where you see hundreds of Ferraris, if not more than that yeah. uh, in a single place. If you go to a Concorso Italiano, mm -hmm. even more. So probably hundreds, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's low balling. Yeah. You do see some <laughs> amazing cars there that Keone Sex, the Remax, Remax, some really, really impressive cars. So having an Alpina B8 was unique. And I told you, you know, sure. people would just come up to me there. They would just come up to me and ask me about the car, taking photos of the car. I would just walk to the parking lot. I mean, basically you park, all the fancy cars are parked there with everything else. So mm -hmm. it's not like there is a special yeah. parking lot just for supercars, even though some of the, some of the lodges and the hotels they do have a they do have a valet parking just for cars over a certain amount of money. So I remember years <laughs> back. I don't remember if that's true today. I haven't checked it, but years back, I think it was the Spanish Bay in Spanish Bay Lodge. They only park cars over half a million dollars or something like that. So the valet parking was you know just a whole other 10, world. 20 cars. It's it's really small you know front there. So I think they only had like 10, 20 cars. Then you go to the regular parking lot, which is huge, and you had all this amazing. <laughs> oh, that's just Monterey Car Week. Honestly, if you're if you're a car guy, you should go there once in your lifetime. It was a smaller event than previous years, definitely because of the COVID restrictions and all of that. But it was still absolutely worth going and seeing some yeah. some impressive cars. And BMW always always does a good job being there and being present, especially at Laguna Seca and. 
Legends of the Autobahn and um, Pebble Beach Concourse, even though they didn't have a presence this year, but they usually have a lot of cars in display. Rolls-Royce had plenty, so that yeah. kind of kind of kept the brand. You don't have to, like, if you want to go to Monterey Car Week, you don't have to, like, a lot of people think you have to have all the money to do the prestigious events like Pebble Beach and the Quail and things like that that are, like, impossible to get into. It's so expensive. But, um, you know, even just as, like, a fan, like, Legends of the Autobahn is awesome. and It's not, you know, like, incredibly expensive to get into. Um, and then you have, even just being in Monterey, the, seeing the cars that are on the street that people are driving around is just as crazy as inside like the, the concourse. I mean, if you see someone driving a brand new Ferrari, they're like, that's not, that's like seeing a Honda Accord in Monterey during the car week. You see so many yeah. crazy, crazy things that like, I remember you get like, I was getting bored of seeing Ferraris. It's like, all right, I, that's the 50th Ferrari 488 I've seen in, you know, the past day. So you start exactly. the stuff you see is insane. It kind of like warps your brain. It's like sensory overload. You just can't. It, it like freaks you out. It's wild. Yeah, there's a, cool, a lot of a money. Cool, it's a cool. There's event. a lot of money going through that town oh, during yeah. the Monterey Car Week. It is I remember impressive. like Motel Sixes because like the hotels get so packed um, that you can't get a hotel room anywhere. They're like motels that had like 911 turbos just parked. Yeah. You know, like these cheap, you know, thirty dollar night motels, and there's crazy supercars parked there because they needed to get, you know, just anywhere to sleep, and yeah. uh, it, it's it's a it's a whole different experience. It's awesome. So if any, yeah, it's kind of hard to explain you if you're not go. going there. Yeah, you have to it's go. really hard to explain if you're not going there. It might sound crazy, but it's not. It's really, it's just real life. Honestly, if you go there and see all these things, you're like, oh wow, this is actually yeah. happening. It's yeah, there not, are a lot of it's things. It's not a like, dream. I'd never seen a Bugatti EB110 before in my life. I saw one like on the street, you know, like mm. it's crazy. It's a weird, it's a yeah, weird it's experience. Absolutely a fantastic event. I told you one of my favorite and um, definitely do it once. So, um, so yeah, so anyway, so that was the um, Alpina B8. Uh, before I jump into the M5CS, I talked about Laguna Seca. So let me give you a little bit of a background oh, yeah. on that. So. BMW always has a presence there. They either launch a car there, they have a display, of course. They bring all the iconic racing cars that, that were in the U.S., sometimes from Europe as well. But they also race in in the in the events there. So they have some factory races. They have some BMW employees racing. They even have the BMW CEO racing sometimes. So they do this kind of private racing events out there where they run different cars and it's always cool to see like all the things like you know Inami two M threes like on like on the track and mm -hmm. the, the GT one and E forty six M three GTR and so on and so forth. So That's this year one. they they kind of did a similar setup, but one of the highlights there was really the BMW M four GT three. So that was the right. first time they showed their new GT three racing car in the US. The car launched in Europe uh, this year. They had a showing at the uh, Nurburgring, 24 hours of Nurburgring. They were supposed to run the car there. There was a there was a problem with the car, so they couldn't run the car in the event, and they ended up uh, running the car at the, uh, the spa um, track. I think the next weekend. So, but this was really the first time that I saw the car in real life. I've seen the photos and talked about it with some uh, some people before, but um, just spending time with the car, it was really my first time. So, with that being said. 
pretty cool car. They're very excited about the car. I spoke to the BMW Motorsport Manager for the US and some of the drivers like Bill Oberlin and others. They're very excited because they feel like they put so much time and development into this car. They want to compare to the M6 GT3, which came out and they still needed to refine the car. It took a while till it was successful, as you can see with uh, Turner Motorsport. Just now they're finally winning a lot of races. But initially, it wasn't extremely successful, and especially like in the U.S., even though it won plenty of, of races in the end. So I feel like the M4 GT3, it's it's more refined. It's going to be ready to go in 2022, which will happen at the uh, Daytona 24 hours. And that will be the first um, the first official event which will uh, where, where the car will actually race. And um, seeing the car in real life, it's quite impressive. It's really, really cool. And while it still has the large grille, what was that? It looks cool in pictures. Like, it oh does look cool, yeah. I mean, it has the M4, but it's not the same grill. It's got a racing style, right? So large air openings. It's wider, you know, the, the car overall. Just the whole thing, it's more aggressive, as you'd expect right. from a racing car. So it just it, makes the, the M4 look it, really good. Yeah, it definitely gets away with it. Because I mean, it, it just fits the car. Extreme. You know, the yeah, wing is yeah. six feet tall. You know, it's, a, it's obnoxious. It's a race car. So it's okay to be yeah. obnoxious, you know? It's fine. Exactly. So I truly enjoy seeing the car. I kind of wish I sat inside. It would have led me. I just got so busy and I didn't. But I'm, I'm sure I'll have the chance soon to Ooh, kind of do that. I kind of cool. want to see what it feels like. But I did. A, I do a couple of videos going out. One actually went out today. It was about the M4 GT3 launch. So if you're listening to this, go to our YouTube. If you're watching this, you can find it in our video gallery. Actually, I'm going to try to put a link up there, make it a little bit easier for the guys watching this. So you can see the, um, the launch of the car. Uh, there's a, some B-roll, but then also there is towards the, the, towards the end, there is a, a section where I interview Tom Plusinski from BMW of North America, the department head of the uh, product communications. And he knows everything about racing cars. He, he even won a race, actually, this, this weekend at uh, Laguna Seca. So he's been racing in all the... <laughs> cool racing cars and uh, knows everything about them so i i love having him on camera because he really can explain the cars better than i can so um, i took that opportunity to chat with him on the m4 gt3 so that video went live and you can learn more about some of the things that they're new there's also a second video that will go live, which we go from, from car to car. So we start with an E46 M3 GTR. We go to a couple of the E92 M3 GTs. Then we even talk about these, um, this new, uh, not, not new, sorry. It's the, we talk about the M4 DTM car that was there, which basically they brought it from Europe to see if anybody's interested to actually buy it. So there was a car that raced until 2019 and they're offering that car for sale now so um i saw that dtm car there also for the first time in the us and then we talked about clearly about the m4 gt3 so you can watch that but a couple of cool things engine modified 591 horsepower it can be uh detuned to match different uh, balance of power requirements right. so clearly as a racing car uh it has a this world premiere for any racing car, which I didn't know, I thought it was just BMW, but it's the first time that a racing car has a um, steering wheel, which you can take from the car and use it in your uh, simulator. It's made by Fanatec. Oh, I actually cool. wrote a couple of articles on that, and I even interviewed the guys over the phone last year and talked about that steering wheel. I don't remember the price, but it was in the thousands of euros, basically, at that time. I don't know um, when it launched, um, what the MSRP was on it, but I'll try to find out. But basically, that's kind of a novelty 
from a geek standpoint, you know, you right. can take that thing to the simulator and use the same steering wheel. Yeah. But there is a lot more to like, like to the car. This is just, you know, a, a quick tidbit and that video will explain quite a few of them. So that was the highlight at the uh, Laguna Seca. There was a good turnout. A lot of people came to see the car. Uh, I just wish they did start up the car at some point, but there was no really, you know, rolling footage, anything like that. I would have loved right. to see the car in action a little bit. But it sounded really, really good. So I can tell you that. No OPF on it or any other filter still. Yeah, so. Yeah, well, it's a race car. Exactly, exactly. So that was quite cool. Yeah, Laguna Seca is amazing. If if anyone has a chance to go for any reason at all, whether it's a race or whatever, it's it's amazing. I mean, when I was there for Monterey, uh, I, I was with a couple of other journalists and we decided to take like, 15 minutes and just go to the top of the hill to corkscrew mm-hmm. and they have a bar up there yeah so we all just sat down with a beer at a little table and just watched these incredible vintage cars just head down the corkscrew and we're you know you're 50 yards from it yeah and it was so cool to see so it, it's amazing it's a great track i do have a great story as a side note um not to sidetrack too much but my um my fondest memory from Laguna Seca has to be with um, Bill Oberlin and Andreas Bovensipen. And I told you the story before, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you publicly right now. A lot of people <laughs> might have heard me talking about this. But years back, I don't even know, many, 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 many years back. And I believe it was the launch of the M6 Grand Coupe, maybe. Might have been the M6 Grand Coupe. I'm trying to I think so. Um, I was there. And there wasn't, I think the Alpina B7, that was the launch uh, before the facelift. Yeah, so I think the Alpina B7 was there. So the Alpina guys were there. Also the CEO, which, you know, he's a fantastic car driver. Amazing. Yeah. Won quite a, quite a few races back in the day. So um, he decided to jump behind the wheel uh, to go on the track and kind of follow Bill Oberlin. So I knew that it's going to be something good coming out of this. So I asked Andreas if I can join him in the car and kind of film it. And um, we and, uh, and I jumped on. I tried to hold the phone as much as I <laughs> could. But after just a few corners, <laughs> I decided that, it's, that I can't do this. It was, it was very competitive. He got really competitive. He was going to... Uh, he was going after Bill Oberlin with all he got. And, I mean, Bill definitely knows that track probably a lot better because he'd be racing there quite a bit. But they were really, really racing. I mean, we're talking like going bumper to bumper, like so close that I was like, wow, this is real racing. So it was fun just being behind the wheel with them for a few laps and, and see what it feels like when two pros are actually racing. Of course, it was all done in a safe manner, so they weren't really... Probably they would probably they were not pushing close to 100 percent, but they were definitely faster than anyone has been driving <laughs> on that track that day. So it was impressive. And then at some point, we kind of had to uh, to slow down because the the radio started to fly to throw throughout the car. <laughs> it just wasn't fixed, you know, for that type of driving. But uh, then I realized at that point that uh, I was probably driving that car up maybe 10 20 percent of its potential versus right, yeah this guy is really pushing it and maybe even them were pushing it to 100 percent. but that was a that was a fantastic memory and made me realize what the cars are capable of and when you have a journalist coming behind, mm-hmm. behind the wheel you're not going to get the same experience that you would from a uh, professional racing truck even though some journalists can do that yeah they're, it they're is very great to get yeah, to but, a, um, a, a car with a racing driver on a track and you go yeah. oh, wow oh exactly. so that's how 
it's really done. Oh. I just wish I had a GoPro set up. I just didn't have a chance to set it up to kind of see that because it would have been amazing footage. But um, Andreas is very, uh, he's very competitive. So I, I heard, love yeah. that about him. He's very competitive. And uh, that was a lot of fun. So anyways, that was a side note. So great event. Yeah, that is a pretty epic story, by the way. It's yeah. like, I'm sure uh, every fan listening right now is very jealous of you because you got to ride shotgun with Andreas Bovensiepen as he chased uh, yeah. Bill Alverlin in two BMWs around Laguna Seca. I mean, that's a pretty incredible story. It just happened. I, I just happened to be there at the right time. I think there was just a break and most of the journalists were actually, you know, eating lunch or just yeah. talking to some experts. I just happened to be out there. I was like, yeah, I need to go do this. That is a great story. So, yeah, so that was cool. So that's Laguna Seca, yeah. So mm -hmm. um, let's jump into the um, M5CS maybe so you can talk yeah. about that a little bit more. And I can yeah, tell you sure. my my impressions. Yeah, um, I was, uh, I'm still, I still can't believe I got to drive it because mm -hmm. uh, at least on the East Coast, BMW only has the one. Um, they only have one car for the press to drive. And I think it was just a combination of luck and they li like they like us. Yeah. Because I had asked, uh, I had sent an email to the fleet guys uh, asking for a different car. And yeah. they were like, we don't have that, but we have the M5CS. Do you want to drive that? And I, like, jumped through the roof. Yeah. I was like, yes. I couldn't type yes fast enough. And when I get there, they were like, you're the first person to take it out. So be <laughs> careful with it. And I was like, oh, crap. So Always I, pressure. It, yeah, a lot of pressure right away. It's the, like, it's the only one. Everyone's yeah. trying to get it. You're the first to get it. I was like, oh, my God. Please don't do anything stupid. So, uh, you know. It's a lot of pressure, but that car alleviates all the pressure because it's so, so good. And it's, I didn't think it was going to be that much better than a regular M5, but it really is. I mean, the steering is so much better. Um, it, you, it, the, the wheel, the actual rim of the steering wheel is thinner, um, so you can feel a little bit more through the wheel. It gives you more confidence. It just, it does exactly what you ask all the time. It's unflappable. Like, you have to be a complete moron to really, really get it out of sorts because it's so good, at, it's so capable and stable. It's just uh, what a what a thing. And then and that's just before you step on it, and then it's freakishly fast. I mean, like ter almost terrifyingly fast. Yeah. Uh, because it's so big and heavy. I mean, it's lighter than normal M5, but it's still yeah. a big, heavy car, and. Uh, so the, the big highlight, though, was I got to take it to Princeton Airport, and they, they let me use the runway, and I only had three BMW, because you have to ask permission from BMW to, to do this first. So yeah. I asked permission to take it on the runway and test its 0, 60 and quarter mile times. And, you know, they gave me the permission to do it, but I was only allowed three runs and I had to go through like a laundry list of checks to make sure, you know, tire pressures were good and it had the right fuel in it. And, and just to make sure everything was, uh, you know, in order before I could do it. And um, I only had a half hour on the runway. And BMW's launch control system is notoriously like finicky. It doesn't like to work every time. So it, it was giving me some, some troubles <laughs> and it wouldn't like engage. So I... I won't spoil the times that I got because I want to save that for the videos and the reviews to come. Yeah. 
but uh, my first two weren't great. Last second, I did my third one. I literally, there was a plane getting ready to take off. I had to like, I, I had no choice. I had to go right now because there was literally a plane getting ready to take off. And I recorded yeah. my fastest time right then and there. And it was a time that honestly, still, I can't believe it. I still can't believe I recorded such a time. So, yeah. uh, I, I, yeah, I guess I we'll publish that on YouTube uh, maybe this week or early next week. So we'll have that. Yeah. And I know the times, and I think it's it's worth waiting for the video. They're they're pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was going to be fast, and I knew it was going to be close to what I got, but like the exact mm -hmm. time that I got, I'm still shocked by. And we can share this that we actually used a professional uh, V box. So we used uh, right. actually more the than even box. like a plug because they were nice guys to us. They sent out the unit to try it out the race box. Uh, yeah. Pro, so basically that's one that we used, and um, it's a it's a great GPS performance meter. So it's all it it's not your typical. Let's count the seconds and compare that right, to the right. speedometer and all and of it, that. It's, it's a it's awesome, yeah. And it's, it's super a proper easy test use. that we've done. Yeah, it's a proper mm -hmm. test that we've done with a with a cool toy. So yeah, <laughs> the times will be accurate. Um, there is also the possibility that somebody might be able to do even faster, considering that some surfaces are better for yeah. things like that. I would so, actually say, I, I would actually say, I would, I would bet money it's faster than what I got. And I got a time. I, I don't honestly, out of all the videos and reviews I've seen, my time is faster than all of the ones I've seen. Gotcha. I haven't seen one that was faster than mine, and yeah. I, I actually almost guarantee it can do faster because yeah. the surface I was on um was not good the 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 runway there is cracked and kind of uneven in certain areas like it's yeah. not the, it's not a good surface and it's not prepped obviously for that sort of thing exactly so on like a prepped surface that's really smooth yeah i could uh, it, it could break some serious into yeah. some seriously fast territory i would say and are are you gonna do a like a regular video with a test drive so you can talk about the daily driving experience too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So That's there's we'll have. yeah, there's a regular video review as well as a um, you know the zero to sixty and quarter mile time. I'm assuming like a lot of people that buy that car they might not go into a drag time. So that right, right, right. It's just showing how impressive it actually is. Yeah, um, I did I did do a regular uh, review and you know. It's driving dynamics are insane. Although I will say, I don't know if anyone who's listening is going to, like, they're already bought. <laughs> the allocation's done, I think. So Is it really? I, haven't, I think so. I haven't had a chance I, to find out. The guy at the press fleet, who's not, admittedly, he doesn't work for BMW. He just runs their press fleet. Sure. Uh, he told me that they were entirely bought. So gotcha. I, I don't know if, you know, if that's true or not, or if BMW will maybe change the allocation, maybe if they're going yeah. to sell out, they'll make some more. I, I honestly don't know, but um, you know, people are going to be wanting to buy this car. And it's not um, a cheap car, but it might be worth it. It's you know what? I actually the the sticker on the Monroney in my car was one hundred and forty three thousand, which I don't think yeah. is bad. I actually think it's pretty good because the standard M five is a hundred grand, and I think this is absolutely worth the the extra money. It I think it's twenty thousand more than the competition, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't remember what the more. comp starts at the yeah. competition. I don't remember its so starting price, but twenty k more, or maybe a little uh, bit more. Yeah, I would buy. I would take the M5 CS over literally any other BMW. 
So yeah, yeah I think I think any CS card have been able in the last few years has been fantastic. I feel like yeah. they put everything they get into that into that CS. I mean, clearly the GTS was a great you know track car, but uh, or good track car, but um, the CS models are perfect. I mean, we just did that yeah. M3 CS video that James did actually the the owners review and mm -hmm. he talks about exactly. that. There's exactly, been, exactly. and that's another video they can guys. I mean the M3 CS owners review. It's a fantastic video and. You can learn more about what a CS means and what BMW uh, does with the car. Yeah, so let me share my impression about the M5 CS. So I started my day with the car from the hotel going to the uh, Concourse d'Elegance on Sunday. And um, same as the BA Grand Coupe, a lot of people noticed the car. So they started to take photos of the car, asking me questions about it. I was just trying to really get there so they didn't have a lot of chance to chat with a lot of people. But... Um, the immediate reaction was people were like, wow, this is a good looking car. And I guess that's one thing that, that kind of blew me away, aside from what you mentioned, the driving experience, which I'll talk about that in a second, but the design is so beautiful. I, I, I keep forgetting how nice that, that M5 really is, and especially with the yeah. M5 CS bits. I mean, the, the yellow headlights, then you yeah, have the carbon that. fiber hood. I had a chance to open that and look at that. Also the Legends of the Autobahn. The, the air the functional you know air vents on the hood it's just the design it's so polished so cool looking it's with the carbon fiber roof and uh, beautiful car and that's exactly what i said earlier and then maybe i'm contradicting myself but um it's it's a toss in between the honestly the b8 grand coupe and the um uh, M5 CS when it comes to the design because I like them equally uh, really 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 good looking cars and um, you can't really go wrong with any one of them when it comes to, uh, to a good design that's for the design and as far as the driving experience um, I was not on the track or any tarmac to be able to push it hard but it is a, it is a really really fast car just just flooring that gas pedal sends you back into the seat it's unbelievable the power delivery and the amount of power and just overall the car is so composed so stiff so sporty really really hard to explain definitely puts a smile on your face and um it's it's uh, the one thing that i noticed that the chassis feels so much more stiffer than on the m5 competition the suspension yeah. The same thing, like the whole car is being like tuned up to another level. So I can only imagine what a car can do on a racetrack with a proper driver. It's probably a, a, a rocket missile. I mean, it's unbelievable. So they definitely nailed this one. And honestly, I don't think we're ever going to get another M5 like this. I'm assuming they're going to go electric or hybrid. So this might be the last one when it comes to the full package. Yeah. Uh, but it's a it's a great car. If you, I mean, if they're sold out, they're sold out. But if there's still allocations available, I would definitely grab one if you have that much money to spend. Yeah, it is a unique sure. car, and you'll be uh, you'll be a collector's item for sure. Yeah, I mean, if BMW hasn't sold all of them yet, uh, whoever has the the money, go get one because they're amazing, and yeah. it's a great investment too. Because as you said, uh, this is probably going to be the last gas-powered m5 or at least the last purely internal combustion m5 like i doubt it's going to go hybrid but it'll probably go full electric but um 
you know, this is most likely going to be the last, and it's certainly going to be the last special edition yeah. like this um, with an internal combustion engine. So I have a feeling it's going to be a valuable collector's car in the future, uh, quite valuable, and the near future as well. I could see this bumping up in price, you know, within a couple of years, like really, sure. really shooting up in price. Um, and I think it's worth it. I really do. It is uh, a ridiculously good uh, sports sedan. I mean, it is yeah. near perfection. It is so yeah. good at everything it does. And uh, one thing we didn't touch on was the seats. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The, the you get the same carbon buckets up Jeez. front as you can get in the M3 and M4, but actually they're actually a little bit nicer. Like they have like nicer leather on them, and they feel mm -hmm. a little bit better. Yeah. And then the back seats are two sculpted sports yeah. seats that are like you know built into the the yeah. you know the rear bulkhead there, which is really really cool. Back seats are beautiful, honestly. They're really yeah, beautiful. They're, I think they're the best seat in the house. Like you sit yeah. in there and you get to see the cool carbon seats in front of you. And then you Agreed, get yes. you get one of your own, and yep. you know you get to you drive you know well, someone hopefully is driving very quickly for you, and you get to experience that. I remember when I first saw it, my first thought was like, how cool would it be to take three friends to a racetrack, have them all in the car, and just mob it yeah. on a racetrack? Like it would be so much fun. Yeah. So it's a car that provides experiences that few other cars can. Yeah. And uh, I think that makes it worth the price of admission i really do it is i do have a I, level of hate relationship with the front seats though before you move on <laughs> from that topic so yeah i love the design of i love how they look i mean basically they're they're beautiful it's just if you're on the taller side mm -hmm. i'm not even on the heavy side anymore no so no. um so basically it's just the fact that i'm a little taller it just makes it a little bit harder to get in and out you can find right. ways to kind of slide in and come out, but it's definitely not as easy as with a standard seat to kind of put it that way. But that's, I'm, I guess that's a trade-off for getting such a cool and special car. So it kind of, it, it is, kind yeah. of has to come with that type of seats, right? I mean, yeah. it just, it's yeah. if it comes with standard seats, then then it just wouldn't be the same, right. honestly. It's so a, it's worth the experience. Yeah. Exactly. So unless you're getting in and out of the car a million times a day, you're probably not going to be bothered by right. that. But um, that was just my experience with that in yeah. the M3 and M4. Also, just coming in and out yeah. a few times, I was annoyed. But <laughs> to I, add to, yeah. to add to that for context, I'm not big. I'm five foot nine, yeah. like 165 pounds. I'm yeah. not a big person. And I had to have the side bolsters, like the adjustable side bolsters, at the widest position for me. And I'm little. So, like, I can only imagine someone who's six foot one, 200, you know, 200 pounds is going to be uncomfortable in those seats for a long period of time. And, like, I drove the day I took it to the, the, the airport. Uh, I was in the car for like five hours straight and because it was far away you know, I spent a lot of time there and then I drove back and you know it was a long 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 day and my back was hurting and I'm not old or you know but my, even my back was, was sore so I can imagine over yeah. long trips it, like someone could be uncomfortable but it's well worth how cool they are and yeah. for driving quickly they're the best seats I've ever used it's unbelievable yeah. And we forgot to mention the paint also. So the paint options. Yeah, I had you the, had a better um, one. I had the 
frozen gray one. I don't remember the official name, but it's kind of like a frozen dark gray, even though it's different than the regular dark gray that I see. And I did see the green one also at the monitor display there. But uh, but I but I do like all that that gray quite a lot, especially in Frozen. It was yeah. such a good looking paint. Mine was um, Brands Hatch gray, which oh, is okay. okay. So that's the it's that's fine. The, but it wasn't yeah. like like the Frozen gray or the green are definitely better. Yeah. But honestly, I don't care. I don't care if it was purple with pink stripes and and green polka dots. That's the thing on with it. Frozen. You got to be careful. Color careful what you wish for because i did notice a little i thought it was a scratch initially on the door and i kind of freaked out i told me that i said it wasn't me it wasn't me <laughs> not this time and um <laughs> there was a i can't even tell from what either somebody just walking by and or could, yeah. it didn't seem like a door ding or anything like that so and it was high up uh on the right side of the handle maybe it was on the rear door but the moment that I start to kind of wipe it down a little bit, it is starting to come off. So it's not it's not deep in. But that shows right there that how how sensitive sometimes the the frozen colors are, and you need to be careful. You know, even yeah. how you how how you clean it and how you maintain it and all of that. But that's just the just the way that all the frozen colors really are. Yeah, they're they're certainly a bit more fragile. Yeah, and I did see some comments that were, in a way unfair uh, I remember if it was on Facebook or maybe on the website on the website but somebody was saying that well why is BMW making an M5CS how does that make sense and I'm like it doesn't really have to make sense basically it's a no. it's a car to show that they can do it there is also a demand for that from from people or customers looking for special cars and just the fact that they have a good base, the M5 competition, that gives them the, the opportunity to build a very, very good, you know, limited edition car. And that's exactly what they did. And I'm, I'm happy that they did it um, because that shows that, that the M division can build really amazing cars. And I'm sure that will continue even with the, with the electric cars as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. To say that the M5 CS doesn't make sense is a bit silly. And, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we need those cars to, for, uh, you know, to kind of move on, to, to get out of this internal combustion kind of era and move into electric cars. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so that's a little bit about that. We're going to try to keep it shorter than usual. Uh, we'll have um, we'll have some guests next time. So we'll see, um, we'll see about some other topics. But I guess... We can tease a little bit about what's happening next month. There is a there is an event uh, in Germany, so basically there is a a drive of the new electric cars, and that's that's combined with the um, IAA, which is the um, International Automobile Auto Show. It's basically the former Frankfurt Auto Show moved to Munich, so there will be um, an auto show there. It's all focused on electromobility and sustainability, so some really cool stuff to see there and do. And I think BMW might even preview some um, with a close room uh, a future model. But I think what we'll see probably in the next few weeks, we're probably going to see the X7 facelift. I mean, it's not official yet, but that's kind of what I heard that we will see it this fall. And I'm excited to see what they did with that X7 facelift because based on the spy photos and the renderings that we've that we've seen and done, uh, it's it's quite interesting. I, I we just posted today a rendering. Um, 
Instagram Germany's finest 43 give them a shout out because he always does some really great uh, renderings too um, along with uh, Magnus that concepts another guy that really um, puts a lot of work into renderings and um, I do I do like that split headlight design I have to say and a lot of people might not be fans but for some reason it just works on that X7 I'm excited to see that car so that's going to be the one that we will see this year for sure yeah that's going to be interesting um yeah like see. no doubt i mean it will be um it will be polarizing for sure and i think people will uh, definitely have a lot of thoughts about it but um this one might actually work yeah so the the x7 is it, the facelift is interesting so the split headlight design i mean some people we get a lot of bad comments about it yeah. um i think it's mostly because it's something so different uh, you know, completely BMW's headlight design, the dual halo headlight design has been such an yeah. iconic uh, design element. So switching to split headlights might piss off, you know, some some of the fan base, but they'll get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it should be interesting, and um, you know, I'm curious to see how it looks because the X7 was never a pretty car to begin with. So I'm kind of curious if it gets better, but we'll see. Yeah. I guess we'll we'll find out very soon. Yeah, but uh, all right, man. That's I think I don't want to keep you too long. I know you're a busy guy, um, and I think we've exhausted our our sure. topics for for the night. So uh, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And you know, if you like the video, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, leave a like; uh, it's very helpful. So just, if you like it, leave a like, um, and then click the little bell icon for notifications. So when we ever when we upload new videos, you get you know notifications for that. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. We have some a lot more interesting videos and, and reviews coming soon. The M5CS, I can't wait for you guys to see that. Um, it was very exciting for me to do, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm really, really, I've, I haven't been this excited about a car review in a long time. So uh, yeah, please stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, catch you next time. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon.